Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the James Red Podcast. I almost forgot the name of my own podcast. Uh, I'm here with a rather talented photographer and friend, Chiago Roma. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Better each time. <laughs> Better each time, okay. Uh, well, hopefully next time it'll be 100%. So, um, I'm here with him today and we're going to have a conversation about a couple of photographers that I tasked him with sending my way, a couple of Instagram uh, photographers, who I, I said, hey, find some people for me uh, to, so that we can talk about them, break down their work in a very leisurely manner. So I have my green iced tea, he has his coffee, and we're going to have a lovely conversation about these things. Um, last time I had you on was episode 72, and I think this one's going to be 83, so... Every ten episodes, it might have to be a <laughs> might have to be a thing, you know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but oh, I love to come back in the ninety. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, and then maybe like episode one hundred, I'll have you and thirty other people on at once. Hmm. Wow, that would be messy. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds like a really bad Google Hangout. Uh, I've been on those a couple of times where it's there's like there's like twenty other people. And that's not how conversations are supposed to happen. <laughs> uh, okay, so very quickly before we move into these um, photographers, as I prepare my screen, uh, it has been a bit since I've posted a podcast episode, and the reason why is because I've been focusing on my photo walks, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun with those. Now, this podcast episode, don't go looking for it on video because it's going to be audio only. And um, you can you can find it here. Now, at some point, I may end up sharing it in video form to some capacity. But as for now, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing audio only, and I'm gonna be focusing on the photo walks for my for my main YouTube channel. And uh, and you know who knows what interesting dire directions that will continue to develop. But um, with all of that out of the way, have you can you see my screen? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. So you should be Working seeing fine. you should be seeing Instagram profiles. Mm hmm. Okay. Great. So if I were to click on this photo, you'd be able to see it. Yeah. Perfectly. Beautiful. All right. Cool. Um, okay. So let's get started. The first photographer I want to talk about today with you is uh, his name is Bruno Kawajoi? Kaw Kaw <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think so. I'm not exactly sure as well. <laughs> B-R-U-N-N-O-K-A-W-A-G-O-E, if you want to look him up. Very talented photographer. I forget, was this one of your friends? Yeah, in fact, he is like my, my protege. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Very good. So how long have you been friends with this person? Uh, I met him when I was still in college. That was like six years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he started taking photos in like three years. I know. I think maybe two. He he developed it really, really quickly. It's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As I look through his work, he seems to be into a few different things, but I see uh, music, live photography, much like yourself. Uh, I see some portraits of uh, different people rather close up 
with a with a pretty wide lens, so it gives us a very dramatic look, which I think is quite intriguing. Um, but let's look at his latest photo. We have uh, he he started uh, to develop his work more focused on portraits. Portraits. But he started to work on some music festivals, and in the in the last months he's he's taking some focus on those types of work. Gotcha. And he's he's doing a really nice job, I think. It, his his uh, his portraits and his stage photography are really really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think so. And I'm I'm actually particularly intrigued. I think he has great uh, live performance work. We'll get into some of that. But I'm particularly intrigued with these really wide angle close up portraits. Uh, so like this this latest one. This very fisheye-esque uh, mm-hmm. portrait of a girl at a music festival. You can see other people in the background, but they're out of focus. She's dropping her glasses down just a little bit so that we can see her eyes. And I, I love how dramatic the shot is. I love this look that you wouldn't get without a wide-angle lens. Like, if it was tighter, it would look like a very polished street portrait of mm-hmm. some sort. But mm-hmm. this one is so dramatic. I love it. Uh, that's a kind of uh, subtle distortion to the to the subject. In a way, it's getting interesting, but it doesn't get strange, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not too dramatic that it's just ridiculously stylized. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's fun to look at, but it also adds this flair to the image. I think that's quite nice, um, and it's cool because it looks like he got right in her face, and so her. You know, her body or lower half kind of shoots into the background as well as everybody else behind her and mm-hmm. the environment. And he worked in enough environment that there's context. But yeah, then you have her is. face like right, right, like smacking you in your own eyeballs. And particularly uh, her left eye, right eye in the frame looking at us. I think that's fascinating. He, uh, I, I got a chance to, to have a conversation with him. Uh, last week, and he was talking about talking to me about those 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 pictures in this this gallery you just opened, mm-hmm. and all of those he took off a random person he thought of who looked interesting. So like he strangers, he just walked up to festival. strangers. Yeah. He was in this festival just take picture of one one music group i don't remember which and there was tons of music groups in this this festival and he he spent the day just taking part in the the gigs and taking pictures of people he thought was interesting (laughs) that's so cool so okay so he was there to take a photo of like a specific band take photos of a specific band and then the rest of the time he was just having fun yeah, exactly. All those <laughs> pictures you're you're showing to us, it's just fan work. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, and and uh, that's cool because he you know he challenged. I don't know if it's a challenge for him. It would be a challenge for me, but that's what part of what I love about it. He challenged himself mm-hmm. to walk up to these strangers and say, "Can I take your photo?" And he just made made a nice made a nice portrait of them. Now, what's interesting is as I'm looking through this gallery, which contains like seven different portraits. 
that first one, very wide angle, like fisheye. And then we move into mm-hmm. the next one. We have a guy with this really interesting hat on, nice design, just like blue and yellow hat and really intriguing glasses. I'm, I wonder where you could buy those. Um, but this one's a rather mm-hmm. tight portrait, a bit like what I was mentioning a second ago. It's more polished feeling because the focal length is longer. Mm-hmm. And so it looks much more like a, a uh, looks much more uh, glamorous and less raw. Like the last one had this very raw, personal in your face kind of feel. This one's very elegant looking, and it shows the different characteristics that each focal length can provide to a photo. I think the another characteristic that brings this this polished looking is the color palette, which is. Oh, this black and orange look. The, he has the necklace, which is orange. The the, mm. the head sides is orange. His glasses are orange, and the black T-shirt. It's all on black and orange only. Ah, I think that's it's a great really point. Pleasing. Very minimalistic color palette. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is a very good point. Everything kind of matches each other. I think it would it would have sort of thrown it off if his glasses were like green. Still would have yeah. been nice, but it would have been very different. Yeah. That's, wow. that's that's what I'm talking. Yeah, that's a great point. And then this next one, okay. So now I'm just now I'm getting frustrated because it seems like he's able to find these people which have these amazing color coordination skills. Like yeah. this girl, very <laughs> similar shot. There's people behind her, blown out, but just a nice. Uh, smiling face she looks like a very warm personality and she has these red glasses on everybody has these oval shaped glasses at this festival (laughs) Uh, she has these red glasses on and then a red bandana to go with those glasses and then she has this interesting accent of these hoop earrings that look like cheetahs Mm -hmm. like cheetah cheetah uh textured and so so he's he's i guess he picked these people out because he saw their their ability to coordinate their style together. Yeah, yeah. What is it with these red glasses that are oval shaped? Like <laughs> the, this guy's uh, same idea. The, the color, but these oval shaped glasses are like a, a trend here in Brazil nowadays. So are they really? <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of of young folk using them. It's like a, almost a swag way of. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay, so. I don't think that's made it to America yet. You might, you guys might be on the leading edge of that trend. People don't usually use that on the street on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those photos were taken inside a festival, so people are more likely to use extravagant outfits, you know. Right, and that I think that speaks to the idea that if you want to go take photos of interesting people, especially street portraits like put it or yeah especially street portraits put in the effort to get to a place where that's going to happen and it'll make your life a lot easier yeah exactly uh, i spent a, i've spent a lot of time trying to make that work in places where you don't naturally find that many people but then you go visit like for example you know just general amazing street photography if i'm pursuing that you can do that in many places in the world every place has a different character fantastic but if you go to a place like New York City and spend a day there with a camera, it is a completely different experience. It's it's so next level. It's such a mm-hmm. special time because it, it, New York City, like um, like a few of the other cities in the world that are very famous for street photography, offer such a level of interesting humans and backgrounds together that 
it, it's it's hard to find elsewhere and so sometimes you have to go to a place like that to get to get something that easily and with that level of um, condensed humans of that type mm-hmm. so uh, I think that you can become frustrated if you don't if you don't intentionally get out and find those places and you try to make it work where you are get out of your comfort zone yeah the, the scouting part is 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 really important mm-hmm very good yeah and I love this idea of all of these portraits together in sort of a story that's one thing that I want to utilize more on Instagram yeah so <laughs> I think about that a lot as well yeah right and I think there's a lot of power there and it also will allow you to share some fo- so you put the first photo the one that everybody's going to see on your profile on your feed as the banger the the mm-hmm. really the really powerful one and then within that you can use other photos that you might normally throw away because when you're now I, telling a photo story when i started using instagram i i used this approach of one banker and another and some other pictures in the gallery but i kind of gave up on that because i had a constant feeling that those last two photos in the gallery would never be seen by anyone so what's the point anyway you oh, know interesting mm-hmm. now is that because how many photos were you putting in a gallery uh nowadays i, I don't use it anymore I, I had only <laughs> and I, I think the the instagram itself blocks up to 10 pictures the, mm-hmm. the max you can put is 10 i guess not entirely sure mm-hmm. well see the, so this one we're looking at is like four so that's probably a solid number four or five yeah yeah I, but i think it just like with anything you know length of youtube videos galleries on a website it, the point is that you keep people interested so if you can keep people interested for 10 photos then why not but if you can only keep yeah, them interested for sure. five do five and if you can only keep them interested for one do one until you can make two interesting <laughs> <laughs> uh so this is a this one was taken at another festival we have some women in uh, what looks like a traditional outfits i'm not sure what what country this would be representing maybe you have some more insight on that but uh we have once again this very wide angle fisheye quality that looks like, you know, I don't know, 10, 10 millimeters, maybe 16 on the, on the yeah, longer end, know. very wide, um, very dramatic. And people are scared of fisheyes. I, I, and a lot of different, uh, bits of the creative world when it comes to putting a camera <laughs> and creating something. How do you feel about fisheyes in general? Uh, I, I think it's uh, people don't usually use it because it's hard to use. You know, uh, it's easier to make a mess than make some good using it. But if you put the work and have something good, it's usually really good. So right, right. That's a great way to put it. The I, I think one of the the struggles with it is you are naturally going to put everything in the world into your frame which is something as a photographer that you try to avoid. Uh, Mm -hmm. You try to work around a lot of different things. So that's how you compose a frame is you cut stuff out. It's more important than what you cut out than what you leave in. 
in this particular shot, you can see he made kind of a, of a canvas using those those women in the yellow dresses. So like a subframing the, element. Yeah, first. Good so point. the the main subject, the the, the woman with the the blue blouse in the center is almost like a regular, I don't know, 35, 50 mil. Mm -hmm. If you just get the subframing out of the, the way, you know. Right. Um, it was. Uh, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think one thing that makes this photo work really well is the hierarchy is still preserved. So you don't, you don't have just a mess of people. The woman in the center is clearly the yeah. subject yeah. and then around the outside you're the it's not taking your attention away from the woman she's and she's also separated from other people in the group so she's not clashing with them in a way that would make her have to fight for the attention another thing that makes her stick out is she has this big flag or, or banner behind her head which draws attention to her mm -hmm. face and her head and she has this smile on her face as well which also draws attention to her face and because of that you know what one issue with this photo in terms of hierarchy i think is that the the color of the people around the edges mm -hmm. is yellow and white very bright colors she's wearing blue like a blue top so that makes her mm -hmm. kind of quieter in the image if she was wearing if it was the other way around, the people were wearing blue around the outside and she was wearing yeah. yellow, she would, it would be, she'd kill it, right? But in this case, she, it would make it where she would have to fight for the attention, but there's so many other things working for this, for her as the subject that it makes it, makes it work. I, f I think the way the, the, the banner she's carrying is, is perfectly aligned with, with her head. Yeah, it's also really important because imagine that if there was an opener, her face would be merged with those trees in the background, and and I think we would lose all of her expression mixed in the the texture of the trees. Right, right. Yeah, and trees are can be very messy, so that's that's a great point. I didn't even think about her playing against the trees in the background. This is why I have you on because you're gonna have different thoughts than I have. <laughs> very good. We have another shot in that same gallery uh, from the same festival once again sort of a photo story of a van old winnebago van i think with covered in paint says peace and love on it and has a peace sign on the front <laughs> as you do to a van like that and Always. <laughs> yeah once again rather wide focal length and it seems like he uses that throughout yeah another shot yeah. of some people just walking around at the festival the sun poking through sort of dreamy effect because of the sun uh, we're pointing into the sun oh this is interesting so he thought to take a photo of these girls walking towards us but focus in on their shadows and that's the, sun, really nice. the sun hitting them <laughs> from behind this, that's clever yeah is that clever yeah it's awesome that's, I mean, yeah. it's clearly it's it's clearly intentional because the shadows almost touch the bottom of the frame, but right. it still fit. Right, it's it feels very thoughtfully done, and I love photos that uh, of scenes that could have easily been incredibly difficult to capture because they're cluttered with one thing or another. And in this case, this is a very busy scene. There's a lot going on. There's even power lines up in the sky, which a lot of people like to avoid. And mm -hmm. he decided to 
bravely, courageously <laughs> include them into his photo. And uh, and so we see the sky, which is blue on top, and on the bottom we have this brownish color contrasting against the blue of the path. And so I think it was very cleverly done. I think when you take a photo like this, you have to make sure you preserve the hierarchy or it's just going to feel like a mess. Yeah. So very good. Next photo. No, we just have a good standard portrait inside. Looks like it was taken at a lounge, I believe. Um, Nice. uh, 50, 85 millimeter. What do you think? Uh, I'd say 50. 50? Yeah, the background's not that crushed. Right, right. And it's also not, yeah, it's not too compressed either. Uh, it doesn't look like just on the back of her head. But it, nice and out of focus, good good solid portrait, not a whole lot of context in the background. Uh, she has this this very strong look on her face. She's not doing anything that feels like contrived or made up. It's like It seems like you're looking at her. Um, she's not smiling. She, but she has this very interesting look to her, uh, interesting red lipstick. She's got a nose ring hair that is uh, dyed different colors going into so it's, it's a very solid portrait yeah I like it anything interesting to say about this one i think that's the good word solid it's not it's anything it's not anything to wow but it's still really good <laughs> now i wonder i wonder what he could have included in this photo to make it more exciting like i wonder if he got back further i don't think the wide angle would have been a good idea for this one i think maybe in the post he could put some more contrast to make it a little more moody i guess oh interesting so like with the color tones make them a little bit more dramatic yeah because you see in the left side her face is completely lit and uh in the right side it's some shades of shape <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shadowy i think this this shape shadowy part could be more aggressive to make like more aggressive a bit darker uh, yeah gotcha yeah that's, but I don't no, know, that's it's a good just point. personal taste by this point <laughs> right right yeah it's well you know it's it's better to go with very smooth color tones like you can't go wrong with a nice smooth look and one of the things i like about his work and I'm, I'm naturally drawn to work in this way without even thinking about it is when the color tones in terms of post-processing and editing when they are intriguing and, and smooth and they feel thoughtful I'm automatically engaged in what they're creating yeah. and it's it sort of makes up for other possible downfalls in a photographer's work now that does not mean that one should it, their goal should be to compensate for other downfalls with mm-hmm. better color tones, but it, it's definitely something that can give your photos much more character and uh, you know give give them a, a, a better saturation of of moodiness and feel really nice. Let's see another one at a festival. This one's interesting to me because it's a it's a pretty wild composition. It's at a Dutch angle, which is something that that is hard to do correctly <laughs> but it's interesting because he used it here to create a lot of energy we have a a girl with a tambourine in her hand she has this look on her face like she's she's looking at the camera while dancing her head's kind of cocked back a little bit looks like she's in the midst of of playing her tambourine lots of energy and the t- 
tilted frame makes everything feel really intense. Like there's a lot going on. And that's an interesting thing to do with a festival. That's a good idea. And I think he did it very well here. The, the background, which looks quite busy, he is uh, very out of focus. Looks like he shot this at like 2.8 or 1.8 or 1.4 mm-hmm. even. And he pushed everything out of focus so that the the uh, nothing was fighting for her attention. She's actually darker than the background too, so it helps that she's the only thing in focus. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, you put it perfectly. I don't have much to <laughs> <in> this one. <laughs> what do you think about a What do you think about a good Dutch angle? I uh, uh, I kind of fight with it a lot. I you fight with try. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I have really hard times mastering it. Uh, if you see through my work, you will have you will find almost none of it because. Every time I try to use it in a, in a, how can you say that? Tasteful? No, when you use it through in, in the in the narrative process, like in this one, mm-hmm. if he was in a festival, he was trying to make this chaotic vibe into the, the scene, so it, it, it works perfectly. Every time I try to do something like it, to add the scales element, when I'm in the post looking at the image, I always felt like, no, it's wrong, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a very courageous technique to utilize. It's I've seen more done in a way that's not pleasing than done in a way that is pleasing. But that's what yeah. what makes it so interesting is when it when it hits, it really hits. When it's yeah. good, it's really good. I love that. Is this next one a Dutch angle? No. This one's just a good solid portrait. Another festival. Uh, he has a face cover on. Looks like everybody has face covers on at this one. Uh, interesting hat. He's able to get these fantastic expressions out of people. They they feel very um, expressive. Like the people, the people are perfectly okay being in front of the camera and they know exactly what to do. And I think that's what we always strive for. I think in this gallery, those three three pictures are from a performance group. So this, yeah. Ah, I see. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Now they don't have the face covers on. So they're on stage here. And yeah. I got you. Even the, the face cover is part of their performance. So they're more, more, more open. Yeah. More mm. likely to be in front of the camera and have a good experience in a bit. Right. Now, uh, this, I like how he was able to capture in this photo, you know, we have three people on stage and the closest one is in focus. And then it kind of goes into the background. We have another person, then another person, and then a speaker behind the guy's head, which doesn't clash with his head, which is, which is well done. Um, but mm-hmm. I find that it could probably be pretty difficult to make, these elements align like they do in this photo in a pleasing way. Now you have more experience with live photography than I do. I feel like it would be kind of tricky to get everybody's face to be exposed and also for them to have an interesting expression on their face at the same time. In in this case, uh, I think, I don't know, he, he, he hasn't talked anything about this particular photo with me, but I guess 
he just had to wait, you know. He probably thought he would have to have a, a picture like that with all the three performers in the same frame. Mm-hmm. So he found this angle and probably when he got there, they would be completely unaligned. And, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unaligned? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But, you, you had it right the first time. You just had to carry it out with courage and conviction. Okay, I'm freaking out now. <laughs> Courage and conviction next time, okay? Uh, but that's the deal. He probably had to wait for them to align and then take the, the picture. This kind of picture does uh, really rarely are uh, already there when you get to the angle we want, you know? Right. And I've, it's probably a good idea in these situations to either... Hmm, so, okay, so sometimes it's a good idea to move around a lot and find different angles and perspectives on a live performance. But it's also a good idea to stop when you find one that you feel like is going to work as soon yeah, as things that's the, align. That's the deal. Yeah, and just because be very patient. The thing is, you normally have time, you know, the the shortest the presentation will be, it will be like 20 or 30 minutes you have time to walk around, take some different angles, and then find one that doesn't really work, but almost, and just stay there for one or two minutes until it works, and then move to another one. So you have time, you know, just mm-hmm. be on your toes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good thoughts, good thoughts. Okay, so we could go on with this one forever, but let's actually move to the next photographer. Oh, hold on, let's look at this photo really quick. This is <laughs> whew, This is very good. Okay, we have a a proper live performance photo taken from below in contrast to the previous one, which looks like it was taken at eye level to the performers, which probably helped out with that type of photo. But in this Mm -hmm. case, looks like we're in a much much bigger uh, performance in the sense that there's a stage and the photographer is much lower than the stage and there's a lot of lights. Mm -hmm. And we have a girl playing a cello. We're looking down or we're looking up at her from a a very making her look rather heroic and she's singing into a mic while playing a cello which you don't see that often Uh, but her Mm -hmm. bow is going across the cello it's out of focus and then her face is directly behind the bow but not in a way that clashes in a an unpleasing way Uh, it just touches the edge of her mouth but you can see her mouth open and singing she has a nice expression on her face some crazy red face paint on uh, but this is, I, I think this is a fantastically timed photo. Yeah, this is really awesome. <laughs> uh, as I said, uh, the cello arc almost blocks her face, but the eyes and the mouths are out of the way, so it re- just works perfectly. And one of the things this does to a photo is it makes it much more exciting when things are so close to being wrong, but they're right. Yeah, and it's, the, this, it's the same effect as when you put a hand, if the hand that was holding the bow was almost touching the edge of the frame, it's, it's uncomfortably mm-hmm. close, but it's just off the edge. It adds invigoration to the photo. And I think it does that here as well. If the bow was, if her hand was lower and the bow was not covering her face at all, this would be a different photo. It would not feel as exciting. I think the way the the end of the 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 bottom 
out of the cello strings and uh, in the hand she's she's holding the dark mm. it makes almost a straight line crossing the whole frame you see that oh, that's a good point like diagonal line yeah that's I a, think it's really pleasing too <laughs> yeah it's a great point it's very pleasing um, and her the hand that's holding down the notes on the strings it's also not being blocked too much you can even see what her fingers are doing back there, mm-hmm. which I think is is well done and fast. This is a great photo, and also the color, the the way the colors play together. The background is black with some dramatic blue lights, rotating lights in the background, and there's three of them. Good pair of three you can never go wrong with a good pair of three of something <laughs> in a photo, and then her contrasted against that, she has warm skin tones. The cello is very warm. Uh, dramatic, strong contrast. This is a very perfect feeling photo. If the lights were orange, this this picture probably wouldn't work. That's a good uh, point. It would work, but not so 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 well, you know. Yeah, yeah. It would. It would. I don't think it would be as strong. Wow, that's fascinating. Okay, let's move on to the next photographer. Even though we could spend an hour talking about this one. Oh, I keep seeing more. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is another one that I thought was was really good. Another photographer that I thought was was very talented, and I put her next because she is in very interesting contrast to the previous photographer. Her, where the previous photographer is very stark, dramatic, uh, vibrant uh, reds and oranges, and you know, dramatic color palettes, lots going on. Hers is very. Her photos feel very calm and rather blue they have a uh, mm-hmm. bright and s- semi-muted as well and i thought that would be an interesting contrast uh her name is clara mazzini i believe and um let's look at her first photo she has some rather fine art feeling stuff uh so why do, why do you like her work uh she, she... her work is like i, I don't know man <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what makes it so interesting. I don't, I, I, I can't really point out what exactly makes me, what gets me drawn to her work, but I think it's all so beautiful. And, uh, in, uh, I don't know, it's not minimalistic, it's just flat. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's, it, the photos are more about a feeling than a thing yeah i think the, that's that's what i notice um the subjects in her, her her work are always kind of diffuse you don't know exactly mm-hmm. what you look into her her her, mm-hmm. her pictures the, the subjects themselves yeah the the subjects themselves are sort of understated they're uh they're not that interesting inherently yeah. So it makes you kind of take in the entire photo a bit more than the subject, or it makes you interact with it in a different way than if the subject was this this incredibly strong force. So, for example, this first photo, this latest photo, it was taken on a beach, and it's just a puddle of water on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this very oblong, oval-shaped puddle of water. Not particularly interesting. Something a lot of photographers would avoid. They'd see that and go, moving on. Let me find something interesting to take a photo of, right? And we have this beautiful 
uh, oh man, what color would that be? That would be sort of like a brownish, grayish sand contrasted against the blue of the puddle. And then we have the ocean in the background on the top half of the frame, uh, a little bit higher than the the upper third horizontally. And it's a photo that doesn't really, it's not, it's not about a specific, it's not about the puddle. The photo is not about the puddle. It's yeah, about that's... the feeling of the moment and the scene where we are. Uh, I think it's great. I can't say why. So to me, it, it makes it even greater. <laughs> right. I, and I love, I love photography like that. Cause I feel like there's some depth to it that I need to explore. And the next one we have, Oh, how would we explain this? Okay, so some of our stuff is rather <laughs> abstract as well. We have some tiles, and it looks like maybe we're looking at a pond. Oh, I'm sorry, not a pond, like a fountain or like a pool. Yeah, I, I, would, some, I would guess a pool. Yeah, some, some water reflecting. The tiles are on the bottom of the pool. And then we have a building, very interesting, uh, stark-looking building in the, the background reflecting in the puddle. My guess is that she took this photo and maybe flipped it over. Yeah. I wonder if the building would have been upside down when she, I may be wrong about that. <laughs> but anyway, the building's on the left-hand side, very, very thoughtfully composed on the left vertical third, like the line of the middle of the building runs up the vertical line on the left third. And I think that's fascinating. And then you have these, these tiles making a pattern all throughout the photo, this grid-like pattern. And once again, uh, it's just a feeling. One, one thing I, I, I feel is really nice about this, this picture is you have some small leaves in the water. And if you, if you look closely, uh, and, uh, almost in the bottom of the, the building, you have some waves in the water. Like, a, like a water just, droplet just fell. Yeah. And, it, and you can see it just in the reflection because it started just a little bit. Mm. Uh, so subtle and in the same time, it's so huge. I don't know. It, yeah. it really blows my mind. <laughs> right. It's, it's almost like the photos are sort of reflecting her perhaps in a way. It's almost like she's injected the gentleness of her into the photos. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it's it does. Probably a little vague, but <laughs> in it, my head it is. <laughs> it's like she probably noticed that, and um, it it just has it has so much personality. Hmm, fascinating. Okay, next photo. Uh, this one's a bit less abstract. We can tell that there is a human. This is a human mm -hmm. being in the photo on the left hand side, bottom of the frame. Very interesting framing, where. She's coming in from the the left-hand side of the frame and the bottom of the bench almost touches the bottom of the frame with her sitting there, whoever this, I'm not sure if it's probably one of her friends, I would guess. Let's see, is anyone tagged here? Uh, let's see, no, maybe. Okay, well, um, so some human being sitting down, looking to the left off the frame, uh, general the general approach to photography I think would be to make her look the other way, right? Look, make her look into the frame instead of off the left-hand side of the frame, which she is closest to. So I think it's fascinating that she did that and maybe provides a little bit of attention to the photo. But at the same time, it's not, 
it's not like aggressive or it doesn't feel uncomfortable. It just feels nice. Um, she has her legs crossed and then her arms crossed over her legs. So she's mirroring her legs with her arms, which I think is fascinating. And she just has this nice, gentle smile on her face, but nothing too aggressive. And then on the right-hand side of the frame, we have a shadow of a tree going all sorts of different directions. There's a lot that could be. This is a good book cover. <laughs> what do you think about this one? Well, what compels me most is the way the the, the tree shadow makes a, a huge subframe in the picture. Mm. Uh, if if the the wall was plain plain white with no if, without this this tree shadow, I think this picture will be completely dull. You know, mm, just white, just a lot of white. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good point. Which I think it would have made for a, a very minimalistic color palette which would have been nice but it certainly wouldn't have yeah. it it certainly wouldn't present itself in the same way as this i i think the tree also provides a sort of organic quality to things which mirrors her uh sitting there being an organic human with organic thoughts i think the tree kind of nice. mirrors that in an interesting way that's cool hmm but yeah, it's 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 quite <laughs> difficult and strange to articulate exactly what it makes you feel. But I think that's so wonderful. Flower, we'll skip that one. Uh, let's see. This one's interesting. So we have a very minimalistic scene. Looks like it could be a painting or a drawing. We have some street lights on the bottom of the frame uh, in the center. They're starting closest to us and moving further away there's three on the left four on the right some beautiful clouds um, covering the lower third and then the top of the frame the rest of the frame is just a, a muted blue sky which i think is is quite beautiful i think that i like this personally this is stylistic but i like that personally better than if it was a vibrant blue sky i don't, I don't think it would have had the same soft effect as it does here I think uh, I, I, I get your point. I can't imagine how it would be with more vibrant blues, but if you if you look at her profile and look at other picture around this one and try to think about this one being brighter, it doesn't quite fit. You it see? wouldn't fit. Yeah. So she's created a cohesive look with these muted yeah. blues. That's a great point, and and then that's something that that. You, you you see these blues all throughout her work. It seems like blue is something that she really wants to emphasize. They're they're never vibrant and strong. They're different shades, but they all kind of go together cohesively. And uh, it speaks to the importance of of how, or how it's a good idea to make your profile more and more cohesive at all times. Some people just do that so well. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a talent in itself. Uh, I do like how the with the street lights. There's three on the left and four on the right. I think that makes it a little more exciting than if it was just three and three. Yeah, they're not being symmetric makes it way more interesting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, add some invigoration to things. Let's see. We'll look at one more from her and then we'll move on to the next one. Um, that's interesting. Oh, this is tough. Stop me if you want to stop me. Let's see. There's there's one nice. I, I do like this shadow of the the kid in the beach. The it's upside down. Uh, uh, right here. Yeah, this one. Aha! Uh-huh. 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we have a photo that was probably taken the other way around and flipped over, would be my guess. And it's... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it's Right. It's... Uh, yeah, where does she live? It's uh, somebody, a kid walking on a beach, I presume. We have some footsteps in the sand near the kid, but but the most interesting part is the kid's foot coming in from the bottom of the frame and the reflection starts from that foot and then creates a full human in the puddle, uh, in a puddle of the frame. And, and it's quite abstract. You can't see the top of the person, but yeah, that's what I think is most nice about this is yeah. so mysterious you know you see there's a kid but you can't see her face you uh, you kind of can see her body through the reflection but mm -hmm. you can quite see the subject again that's that's what makes me me get interested the subject so excuse so so not there mm -hmm. the same way it's totally there you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the i also like how the the elements, the limbs of the person don't clash with one another. So each, like the hand is separate, the hands are separated mm -hmm. from the body. The mm -hmm. other foot is separated from the foot that is currently touching the ground. And on where the foot comes in, I mean, you literally see from the ankle, starting mm -hmm. from the bottom of the frame, you see from the ankle to the bottom of the foot. It's so hard to describe because the photo's upside down. Uh, <laughs> it It's really, this is sort of touching on what I was mentioning a second ago. It's invigorating because it's so, you're seeing so little context and the foot's going, you know, the, the top of the foot's going off the frame. And it, it makes it really exciting, but at the same time, it, so it's it's presenting itself in a bit of a different way with this photo than the other one with the cello. Because with the cello, it's supposed to feel very aggressive and exciting, like things are happening. In mm -hmm. this one, it adds some excitement to a very peaceful photo, and it presents it in a bit of a different way. It's like you almost can hear the wind and the, the, the footsteps of the kid. Right, right. Wow. that's and And I love that this came from her brain. It's, that's an interesting thing to think about. Um, this isn't, you know, it's like a, when a director makes a movie that starts in their head. It's not something they go find, right? Starts in their head and they make it into a piece of art. Uh, this is a little bit the same way where she found it, but at the same time, she had the creativity and the, uh, the thoughtfulness that other photographers may not have to take these very specific photos, which separate themselves quite well. I wanted to talk about this one really quick. So we have some tiles with some interesting star patterns on, and they make sort of a grid, and then within each tile is a star pattern. And it's very elegant in a sense. It's blue and white, very elegant colors. But then we have this character leaking in of... of you can see that they've been weathered around the edges and all throughout the tiles. There's this, this brown coming in, which contrasts well against the blue and the white. And it just has this, like, the passing of time kind of quality to it. It has so much character. I think that's fascinating. These kind of tiles were really popular in Brazil, but, like, a hundred or maybe two hundred years ago, so yeah. it's really nice you could see this 
passing time uh, idea because it's probably what she went for with this one. And even without any background, you still got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next one. So this is a, that last one, she wasn't one of your friends, correct? No, no. Okay. Is this next one one of your friends? I got him out of order now. No. Which one no, is it? I, I, is it this uh, one? No, no, the 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 other one, the Jeff. This one, this guy, yeah. Jeff. Okay, we'll get to Jeff in a minute. <laughs> Audio <laughs> listeners are like, this one, this one, this one. As uh, <laughs> we just lost all of our listeners in thirty in ten seconds, we ruined it all. Okay, so uh, this one is a guy named Alice, Alessandro Dazzi. Yeah, close. Close, close enough. All right, close enough. Uh, this one is this one is um a lot of portraits a lot of street portraits a bit more posed feeling in some mm -hmm. sense uh much more dramatic colors balance not too crazy not too vibrant uh very filmic and then the first couple of photos are black and white and i you know people like to use color on instagram and i and because of that i always love when i find a black and a photographer that shoots in black and white that can really do it well and I think this is a good example of this. Uh, we have this guy with uh, braids, and then he has the beads at the bottom of the braids. He's holding onto a railing, looking at us, very stark, uh, very stark look on his face. His eyes are, are pretty dramatic in the photo. They're clearly the subject of the subject, if you will. And he has this nice reflection hitting the, uh, from our perspective, the left eye which I think really makes that pop out and makes this photo work. There is white behind him, but the white behind him is more of a grayish color and it's not fighting with the eye. And also another thing is the hair is, it looks like it's sort of in motion and it might just be the way his head is tilted, might just be the angle, but it, it really adds some drama to the photo, the way his hair is flying around. And also the hair is, is cutting off some of his, face and that's something that i think a photographer could easily miss a little detail that they could miss that they could add to their photo that adds some intrigue uh is is utilizing the elements of the person's face or the hair <laughs> you can't really move the face take the <laughs> but i guess the hair uh taking the hair and kind of making it fly around a little bit making making it feel like something is happening in the frame as opposed to something has been posed and uh, this is a type of photography that I am not very good at, but I, I do think it's intriguing if it's done well. I have a hard time getting into it when it's done really dramatically, but I get it. But uh, what are your thoughts on this first photo? Uh, the first thing you said about the black-white work, I think maybe this, this picture was thought to be this way since the beginning because the way the his he, her, ah, the way his clothes interact with the black and white are really nice you oh, have these point. long stripes mm -hmm. and of course it would be nice in colors i don't know which color it, it was in real life but i think this in black white stars should take these shades of gray illusion because it's just some long lines along with uh parallel to each other mm. He really accentuated, he, he accentuated, uh, well, 
Yeah, he accentu- he made the photo more interesting because it's in black and white in a way because there's a lot of things going on in the photo that are black and white friendly. Mm-hmm. That's 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 my point. Yeah, and and you're that's a good point. The stripes uh, are are done quite well. That could have been a red hoodie or purple mm-hmm. or like a vomit yellow, but in this case, it looks like a beautiful, elegant, you know. In, in any color, shape. it would. In any color, it, it would would draw a lot of attention because it takes almost half the frame. Mm. But in this way, it just adds some um, depth. I think. And it. And another thing is the the colors are are quite flat. Like there's not a dramatic key light on his face, right? So everything's mm-hmm. kind of kind of uh, monotone in a sense but he was still able to preserve a pretty strong hierarchy which I think is is great let's see another portrait we'll move on from that one let's go down to some color stuff uh, hmm. street this one's kind of interesting so we have a girl sitting on a, a chair in a rather green landscape lots of plants sitting around the color palette is really exciting you have generally this green against a dark orangish red against white that's basically all of the colors in the photo it feels very mm-hmm. organized lots of leaves flying around in the foreground as subframing elements at various levels of out of focusedness we have the girl in uh, sitting uh, probably about s- six to ten feet away from us uh, she's sitting on a chair her legs are propped up as if this is her environment. She lives here. She's very comfortable here. She has this uh, very confident kind of look on her face. She's leaning her head on her hand in a very pleasing way. Beautiful red glasses, which which uh, co- uh, work well with her with her reddish uh, orangish shirt that she's wearing or dress. And a good way to inject any any organicness into a scene is just to go get a bunch of plants and put them around. But I found that it's really hard to get plants to look uh, like to organize them in a way that feels beautiful. It's almost like you have to either find it organically, right? Like you, you have to either find it uh, in the scene naturally and move nothing around or, you know, you can move a couple of things around or you set it all up yourself and just struggle for like 30 minutes to make something work. <laughs> but I think this is, it's a very complex photo, but it's done so well. It's, it's a really exciting environmental portrait. Uh, uh, when I see this picture, it, it's, it's really nice. But the first thing that hits my mind is this green blurriness in the left side. Uh, if that was a real plan, real really close to the lens, or if he added just in post to make this this feel, you, you can oh. see these green well, blurs that I'm talking about. Yeah. So you think he? So you think he might have uh, falsely introduced this to the photo? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I have no no grudges against it. I. Uh, I think it's okay to do this kind of thing, but I always wonder how it was done, you know? We have a conspiracy theory on our hands. Um, that's Wow, I didn't even think about that. I, I, I feel like it's probably natural, but you could do that, and I, I think that would have been really interesting if he did, and I would love to see that tutorial. 
uh, <laughs> it, it adds to the photo. I mean, and I think it's done in a natural, it's a, it's yeah. done in a way that feels quite natural and something that would, uh, that would already be in the scene. So it doesn't feel like this, uh, this really dramatic addition that wouldn't naturally exist. Yeah, that, that's my point because if it was at later, uh, it was really well done because it's it's blending flawlessly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, what 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 did Mister Chu think he he didn't post? It's because it feels like it comes out from the 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 plane in the base mm. above the table. You see. Mm. But it's too far away from the camera to make it look like that. I mean, if you try to make something look completely out of focus in the foreground like that, you know, it have to be really close to the lens to make this effect. So he probably used another leaf holding in his hand or maybe did it on post. But what, what triggers me is this, how he done it to look so flawlessly planted in right right my initial impression was that it was a plant that was very very close to the frame he's shooting with like a 1.4 and just pushing it out Mm -hmm. of focus until it's Mm -hmm. just a a blurry greenness uh but i love i love the way that the things kind the different plant leaves sort of fall into the frame from all different directions one of them almost touches her neck it's just mm-hmm. right next mm-hmm. to her neck. Once again, adding some excitement that I've been mentioning repeatedly. Um, and I love, I love how she's in the center of the frame, and the whole, everything else kind of explodes around her. Like everything else is trying to to reach her. Yeah, that, that that's a good way to put it. Um, I think that's a bit of a different point than what I'm trying to make. But yes, I think I think that's a good point as well. I think I think that this scene is so full of life uh, and it puts you in her environment in a way that a tight portrait would not. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's, I think this is one of the best photos I've seen today. This is, is really interesting. <laughs> um, yes. And, and there's, there's so much elegance in the way that everything on her body is happening, right? Like her foot's placed up on the table, uh, her other foot, is also placed somewhere, um, and then her <laughs> her head is leaning on her hand, and then her other hand is just kind of resting on her leg, and she's got these tattoos all over. I, I just think it's so fascinating. I think it's something that, if it came naturally, would be a real moment of magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's one thing to that's one another thing to consider uh, if she. She was posed. I mean, if if the photographer posed her this way, it, it would be really hard to look that relaxed in this such awkward position, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it because it is something that somebody, if you tr- if you tried to get them into that position, it would be it would probably feel weirdly unnatural to them. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. put your leg here. Okay, stretch your leg and bring it around the back of your neck and put it over here and then <laughs> take your arm and, and shove it into your cranium right there. And then put this other hand on your leg. It, it would have felt very strange, but at the same time, it looks like if she naturally found herself just kind of fall into this position, it would actually happen. And one of the mm-hmm. things that I, 
when I see a lot of photos that don't really do much for me personally from a stylistic standpoint, uh, considering my styles versus other styles, is when things feel intentionally posed to a point that they don't feel like they would actually happen, it's not exciting mm-hmm. to me. A lot of people love that stuff, and that's perfectly fine. I think there's a place for it, and I think there's a place where I've seen really strongly posed photos done in a way that's quite powerful. But uh-huh. uh, but I tend to prefer when some even if somebody has posed somebody that it feels quite natural. In this case, it's like this perfect balance between a an intentionally posed and naturally organic, uh, organically, uh, fell into place human. Really amazing photo. I'm quite inspired yeah. by this one. I need to save this one somewhere. We'll <laughs> All right, let's move on to, let's move on to your buddy, Jeff. So Jeff was, uh, this, I think this is the first one you sent me and, uh, Jeff has a very different style. <laughs> lots of, lots of, tighter portraits and a little bit of black and white work, a little bit of color work. But I would be curious from you, what, uh, knowing Jeff, what, what sort of drives him in his work? He focuses work in this, uh, he has a, uh, a punchline that's, that's really nice. Let me open his page here just a second. Okay. Take your time. Experimental. He's an experimental photographer shooting the contemporary youth. Yeah, that's that, that's the the phrase I was looking for. Uh, shooting that contemporary youth. He, he takes this this idea of documenting the expressions of the the young people mm. from the here and now in Brazil, and he tries to to focus even more in contraculture, you know, like people from, from, I'm kind of hypnotized with the, the, the photos, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. This guy has some crazy hair. So people who are like, uh, like you're saying counterculture or they are a bit different than a lot of people in some way or another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. They have a lot. They have the dramatic fashion expression feel. You can you can go you can go further down his feet because this last he's he's going through a a crowdfunding. So the last posts are more focused on that. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. So just rather tight portraits of different people, and the emphasis of the photos are. In contrast with the with uh, with Clara, uh, with the very abstract feeling subjects, his subjects are incredibly clear. It is a yeah. it's a portrait of a person on a very very simple background, maybe a little bit of context, but a lot of these are just on white backgrounds. Person staring directly into the frame. It's a very personal feeling photo. Uh, they're they're cropped yeah, quite yeah, I, I, tight. I, I, Go ahead. I think you, I think you nailed there. It's really personal. The, the uh, objective on his work is to, to tell those stories like really, in a really direct approach. Like, look at this face. This face can say you some things just to look at it. You know. Mm. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's almost like the the faces of the people insist upon themselves. So yeah. they're they're saying, "I am the story. Look at me." Yeah, like my face and my my traits can tell who I am, where I came from, what I express, how I express myself. You know. Mm, and he's able to capture the expressions that when you look at the people in the frames, you feel like they have an entire lifetime of a story to tell you. Yeah. I think that's yeah. that's beautifully done. Um, and a lot of these people have some incredible fashion senses. Like this guy's got some pretty crazy hair and uh, braids and it's fl- uh, flying all different directions. And then he has this necklace, which has, I think that's a, a piece of the yin and yang symbol. I don't know where the other yeah. piece is. Uh, I, I'd be curious to know why there's only one side of the yin and yang. Does he only like the yin? But um, he has these interesting glasses, almost look like like safety glasses, but at the same time, they're they feel I think like an it's intentional fashion. Actually, safety statement. glasses are they? Okay. Well, either way, it looks it looks exciting and like he made a fashion statement with them. He's got this nose ring, but very sort of glazed eyes. You see them in you see this in a lot of his photos, most of his photos. These sort of glazed eyes. It's not he's the forehead and the eyes. Are not the forehead's not going up and the eyes aren't opening up to say, I'm excited because you're taking my photo. It's like the person doesn't even know the camera's there and he's just looking at you. Mm-hmm. The, the, the main focus on his work is on the black culture and the LGBT culture. So okay. most of, of, of his subjects have some kind of, of strong... Uh, strong traits in that those directions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah very very interesting people and I, I would be curious to learn from him how he's sort of engaged himself in the communities uh, of of people to find this many interesting characters because that that in itself is an art form and that's something you have to work hard to do to find the, I mean it's just a plethora of different faces different humans really really beautiful interesting people yeah in in his feed you can see i don't know maybe 30 or 40 percent of his of his subjects are musicians or performances mm. people who are really working in the, with arts and people who have those 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 questions about the black people and lgbt so wow. once he's in those environments, taking pictures of the people who are taking the front in those, those, those questions, he gets to meet a lot of other people who are also there trying to say the same thing. So he can connect with those people in this way. That's cool. I love that he's sort of starting with a narrative and the photos are a way to get to that narrative. I think that's. Uh, I think a lot of photographers struggle to find purpose in their work because they never started with a narrative. They started with wanting to create pretty photos, mm-hmm. and that's fine and all. But maybe if you're looking for meaning in your work, you need to work on the narrative side. And um, sometimes when you inject a narrative, you may end up with less pretty photos but more meaningful photos in the end. And um, but I think here is an interesting interplay between uh, 
a thoughtful aesthetic, uh, an aesthetic that people that a lot of people probably wouldn't enjoy, but a very thoughtful aesthetic for the right people and a thoughtful narrative. And one thing I, I notice about his style is when he, with his portraits, he's using rather tight lenses. Sorry, I just punched the mic with my chin. Uh, he's using <laughs> rather tight lenses, but at the same time, it has this stark raw quality to it. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, the stark lighting. And yeah, he uses uh, an old, cam- uh, old Canon camera, uh, 30D, uh, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we can get this, this kind of noisy, crunchy look. Yeah, yeah it's and- grungy. That's a great way to put it. And at the same time, he uses the. I, I, I think not always, but most of the of his work, he's used the pop pop flash. Right. So he has this really flat and harsh textures on the face. Right, right, and I think that feeds into the the narrative, which is about these people in a very raw way. Um, it's not glamorized. Mm-hmm. And, just, just a second. I yeah, go ahead. Just a second. He'll be back. He's having a moment of either he wants food or he's having a crisis. He's over by his window. Let's see. Is he greeting a neighbor? Did he just see his best friend? Is Oh, there's another hand coming in from the other side of the frame. What's going on? Is there other people here? Oh, there's two people. This is a quickly... Quickly developing story. <laughs> nice guitar in the background. Hello, I'm back. Hey, did you know that there's another person in your house? Yeah, it's my roommate. He just came from work <laughs> and he he lost his keys. Oh this, no! This last 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 weekend, so I'm have to open the house for him. Oh, that's a catastrophe. And... I hope he finds him. Ah, he already lost hope on that. He's going to make new keys tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dramatic the way he said that. He's already lost hope. <laughs> <laughs> he, will, yeah, he will never uh, find his beloved keys again. Since he, since he lost his keys, he went to every place he'd been to and haven't found it yet. So he's like, okay, I'm making new keys tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I wish him the best in his key re- retrieval and or making new keys process um okay so let's move on to the last photographer and i think we can wrap it up here so this person uh uh, felipa aurelio yeah yeah she's like my most uh my biggest inspiration (laughs) your biggest inspiration wow that's a dramatic statement why is she your biggest inspiration because I think she, her work is like perfect. <laughs> I see perfect. no flaws in her work. Very good. Well, she, I mean, she only has 3,000 followers. Apparently, she's 87 years old. I just see the word, I see the numbers 87. <laughs> she doesn't look 87. Uh, maybe she was born in 87. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> You're way smarter than I am. Okay, uh, so what, so what do you, what aesthetic about her work is so interesting to you as you look through her feed? 
she focused her work on live performances, just as I. So I think it it gets really self-explanatory. Sure. And in those live performances work, I think she nails everything: the lighting, the expressions, the poses, and I know you know like. Uh, I, t- I tend to, to to joke around with my friends that when I grow up, I want to be like her. <laughs> you want to be her when you grow up. Well, maybe when you're 87, you'll be just like her. <laughs> uh, she, so one thing that she does with her live performance work is it's not just a straight up live photo. It, it She adds some abstractions to it. Like the Like in this one, for example, we have a beautiful photo of a woman singing, very expressive. Uh, she she has the mic in front of her face, very blue lighting. Her hand is, is rather expressive as well. But we have these crazy reflections of the rotating lights that you see on stage all over the mm-hmm. frame in a way that it's almost like it was a double exposure. But I'm thinking she probably overlaid these in post or something of this sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really adds a quality to the image that makes them quite unique and gives her a style. Yeah, and when you put it this way, like she probably added it in post, it may seem like it was easier this way, but if you try to do something like that in live performances pictures, uh, you will see it's not easy at all. (laughs) Sure, sure. Now what, okay, so why is it not easy from your perspective? Uh, most times you try to do it, you end up with something completely messy and the subject gets completely dissolved in the, in the you know, the, the mess. So mm, the it, it's really hard to make it work, you know. Interesting. I love this one. Uh, it's like number three in this gallery. Of It's just a woman singing. She's tilting her head back um, with the mic in front of her face. And then we have a single light on her face and it's different shades. Like it's, there's green and yellow and orange and she's just a silhouette. It's a very simple photo, but it's so strong. I really like it. Uh, She's at the Uh, bottom of the frame too. It's not a very traditionally framed photo. She's kind of more towards the bottom. Uh, She's kind of at the, the convergence point between the, the bottom horizontal line and the right uh, vertical line, if we look at the rule of thirds. She, uh, but she's kind of off of it. It's it's uh, it's very organic feeling. Uh, I'm trying to find uh, another post of her that I think it, I think you will understand what I'm saying when I say her work is outstanding. Yeah. Oh, here I've. Yes, I found it. All of her, all of her expressions are incredible. Very thoughtful. Uh, very, very thoughtful timing when she takes the photo. Uh, I just send you a link. See if a you link. can right, get it there. Opening link. Opening link. Hopefully, it opens in the same window. Can you see that? Uh, yeah, that's one. Beautiful. Okay, so this first photo. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I see what you're saying. So we have so she works with silhouettes a lot, I can tell. So we have this person with some some pretty dramatic hair. 
Uh, she's standing in the light. There is a light coming down and surrounding her, and it doesn't go beyond the perimeter of her. It's almost like this halo effect around her body. Uh, she's almost completely dark except for some, some accents of light on her face and on her jacket and on uh, hitting the left side of her jacket, which still gives the person some definition. <clears throat> it's a very technically well-done photo. But yeah, the, this this dramatic light coming from the background makes this photo incredible. And then you have all the uh, band members as well for context in the background on the left and the right side. I remember the last time we talked, I uh, was saying something about this, this almost silhouetted pictures and like performances and how okay. you almost don't get expressions but you still do right and i think this this edge is is so so pleasing to look right right it's it's almost like you're on, you're only seeing the you're only seeing uh certain parts of the face so that you can see the expression but the extraneous details of the face kind of go away. You just you just see what the person is is looking like, what they're doing with their face. It's kind of yeah. a weird way to explain it. Um, it's it, it's it, hard it, when it, you're it, explaining it, photos because you're always trying to articulate something really deep and philosophical. <laughs> and I'm, I try so hard to get there, uh, but it's it's like it's it's capturing the essence of something. I think you can see the, what, what the people were, were feeling without really seeing the face, you know? Right. It's like you can see what's going on inside her head more than what's going outside. Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like if you had a painting. Uh, this is what I'm trying to articulate. I think this might work. Well, it's, I, 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 hopefully it comes out correctly <laughs> and people's lives are changed forever. Uh, imagine a painting with a mouth and two eyes and mm -hmm. those eyes are and, and eyebrows because eyebrows convey a lot of emotion so say you want a concerned expression you don't need any of the rest of the face you just need the mouth and the eyes and the eyebrows so the eyebrows are kind of tilted in uh, so there's a sense of concern the mouth looks very serious it's 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 also conveying a sense of concern and just those elements give you a very clear and beautiful image of exactly what the person is feeling yeah. and everything else is cut out so it's minimalistic in a sense that's kind of what's happening here awesome awesome yeah, that's somewhere close to what i was what my brain was thinking um yeah no that's that's a very very good example of beautifully done silhouette and another thing i was thinking was imagine trying to take this photo on film i might want <laughs> yeah film and then making it look like this in the end i suppose you could go in and it would have the latitude but i guess what i'm saying is thank god for raw photos <laughs> yeah because <laughs> this would be very difficult to do without a raw photo or uh, with like a Blackberry from, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago, like, like a, a phone. Um, this is the beauty of having a really solid camera that can help you along the way to achieve something like this. Very good. I like, uh, I, I think that my favorite thing about 
this photographer is the expressions that she's able to capture yeah like prolifically like every one of her photos have they're much like i'll give you a compliment they're much like yours in that sense i can tell you're inspired (laughs) there so be flattered because you 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 have a very similar eye for capturing emotional um faces and and body positionings um perfectly time it that's when you say thank you james you're just so kind and loving (laughs) No one compliments uh, me like you do. I don't do. I don't deal really nice with those kind of compliments. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just internalize it and think about it later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe tomorrow I will say why I think you were wrong. Now. <laughs> you'll just you'll just be with your roommate and you'll start crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this is uh that we, and another thing. So she has these great expressions, but she also. Like this is a great example where we have a woman singing in what looks like a, a rather eclectic artistic location, not so much like a, a a big stage, an arena, or some sort mm. of concert venue. It's like she's almost singing in a coffee shop, right? Mm. And she's on the right-hand side of the frame. She's singing. Her mouth is open enunciating a word of some sort, something that probably means something to her. The mic is far enough away from her mouth that you can see that she's probably projecting a good bit. There is a wall behind her that's rather bright that quickly fades to dark as you go up. So she kind of plays against that wall quite nicely, but it doesn't take away from from her. She's she's contrasted well against it, especially with her, her very dark hair and uh, the clothing she's wearing. But on the left-hand side, taking up more of the frame, so taking up a little more than halfway of the frame, we have like a bookcase with some really interesting books on it and uh, rather dramatic pointing up kind of angle, not in a way that makes her look, I guess, heroic, but just just adds a lot of intrigue. And she's at the very bottom of the frame. I I think it would be natural to put her, her head more so towards the top of the frame, but it was a very thoughtful approach here to put her so low in the shot, put her head so um, so low, and it, it adds a lot of elegance. And you could tell that the photographer was thinking about this bookcase on the left and how she wanted to work it into the frame as well. And so she used that bookcase to make it more interesting and more dynamic. The way the, the, the bookshelf is out of focus also brings a lot of depth to the picture. Like the singer looks like she's really popped up by this, this focus difference. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. This photo has a lot of depth. Okay, fantastic. Well, that was inspiring to me. Hope it was inspiring to everybody. Uh, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. I will link in the podcast notes I think I can do this to all of the photographers we spoke about today. Thank you so much for sending me these photographers, man. Yeah, it was a pleasure to me, man. Anytime now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we got to talk about your inspirations. It helps me learn more about you. Well, <laughs> so right. exposed now. <laughs> well, well, listen, go, go think about that compliment and I hope it changes your life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, So this is a good place to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
Uh, I plan on more of these to come. You can check out my photo walks on my channel where I strap a GoPro to my chest and walk around and take photos of people and things. That's it for this one. Thanks for joining me, sir. Thanks, James. All right. <laughs>